wonder if God got a plan for everyone I wonder if I could take a second run Cause I carry on getting sad and getting stuck What I wouldn't give for a life that doesn't suck I'm a moving target Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode 43 of the S3 podcast Today's topics are Ellen DeGeneres Firewall of Vaccine Infertility Misinformation and two boys aged 11 and 17 arrested So before I get into the bulk of the topic do you follow us over on Instagram at s3podcast underscore you can also follow me if you would like to on Instagram at s3s3productions also do let us know what topics you'd like to hear from us as well as other you know important information but yeah let's get cracking on though she's just set an end date for her long running daytime talk show comedian Ellen DeGeneres considers it the most important thing she's ever done but she nearly said goodbye to it years earlier she first considered doing so after season 16, which began in 2018. There was a different president and it was a different time. And there was a lot of just hatred and anger and stuff. That I was just like, this is it. DeGeneres said in an exclusive interview with Today show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie that aired Thursday, She first considered doing so after season season 16, which began in 2018. As she thought about calling it quits again, briefly after news reports last summer detailed an allegedly toxic workplace. Claims that DeGeneres says she knew nothing about. I really did think about not coming back. After the allegations, Warner Media, the parent company of Warner Bros. Television, which co-produces and distributes the show, launched an investigation. While there were no reports of complaints made directly about DeGeneres' behaviour, the host apologised to staff and three top producers parted ways. When the show wraps its 19th season, in 2022, it will be for good. The Ellen DeGeneres show launched in 2003 when she was having a hard time finding work after coming out as gay on her 1990s sitcom Ellen and became widely popular and catapulted her to a household name. DeGeneres said the controversy over the workplace culture did not drive her decision. If it, if it was why I was quitting, I would have not come back this year. She said there are 255 employees at the show 
and she wishes she would have made aware of problems before the new reports. The generous reiterated on Thursday that things had happened on her show that shouldn't have, but she said she was blindsided by the reports. You know, for me to read in the press about a toxic work environment, when all I've ever heard from every guest that comes on the show is what a happy atmosphere this is and what a happy place it is. Well, Ellen DeGeneres isn't exactly a well-liked person. Um... In a monologue addressing the end of the show, set to air Thursday, DeGeneres said she was following her intuition. The truth is I've always trusted my instincts, and my instinct told me it's time. She called the show the greatest experience of her life, and said she agonised over how to tell her staff and crew it would be coming to an end next year. I haven't been sleeping, she told today. I've been trying to, you know, anticipate how to tell them and, you know, hope that everybody would take it okay. The generous said she had no intention of retiring, but she described having the show as transformative. If I never do anything, another thing in my life, this has been the thing I'm most proud of. To do something for 19 years, especially something that nobody thought would happen, she said. Well, she says, obviously, you know, it come, it, it's time that, you know, her show, has to, her show has to end. Well, no, if you were such a bad person with, who's had a lot of allegations from past guests on the show and including the staff members who say who this is not the person you think she is then maybe you wouldn't be trying to renegle yourself out but anyway but let's go on to the viral vaccination viral vaccine infertility misinformation which this has been going going around on social media Yehuda Goldberg owner of Brothers Butcher Shop in Ontario updated the COVID-19 guidelines for people visiting his meat shop this month he posted on Instagram that he would ask vaccinated people not to come in to protect his female customers we have decided that since the majority of our customers are women, and since women are at most at risk for the side effects, we ask that if you've been vaccinated to please order for out for curbside pickup or delivery for 28 days after being vaccinated. The post reads. The reason, Goldberg said, is that evidence is surfacing that people who have been vaccinated are shedding spike proteins, which appears to be affecting women's menstrual cycles, while medical experts say that isn't true. Goldberg said that what he's reading shows that just being around someone 
who has been vaccinated can cause reproductive health issues for women and that he doesn't want to endanger any of his female customers. In my store, I'm going to stand up for women and stand up for women's rights. And I'm going to stand up and protect my customers. Goldberg said in an interview, adding that he isn't a doctor and that he can't say for sure that vaccines are shedding the false claim that people have been vaccinated emit contagious particles. It's happening. Persistent myths like vaccine shedding becoming more extreme on social media. The latest misinformation claims that even being near vaccinated people is dangerous and that it can cause adverse side effects for women. People like Goldberg are taking the warning so seriously that they are starting to take action. Asking that people who have been vaccinated to stay out of stores and even cancelling appointments with clients. <clears throat> who have been vaccinated vaccinated because of fear that being around vaccinated people can lead to menstrual irregularities, fertility issues or even miscarriages. A private school in Miami barred teachers who have been vaccinated from coming into contact with students and threatened the employment of teachers who had been vaccinated. vaccinated. Among the reasons misinformation is spreading so rapidly is that, it, is that its believers use unverifiable first-hand accounts, often shared on under-moderated social media features like Instagram stories and Facebook comment sections, where personal narratives that have long fueled the anti-vaccination movement spread even as some of the largest social media companies have struggled to curtail vaccine misinformation. Excuse me. One moment. Sorry about that. That is, that is most definitely a huge problem. And I've seen this myself. No people spreading misinformation. Or. You know. Taking it one step further. And being too extreme. Where they end up doing. The exact opposite of what they are trying to do. The first hand stories are intimate. Powerful and nearly impossible to fact check creating a challenge for platforms like Instagram and Facebook and an opportunity for anti-vaccination activists determined to spread their message. Conversations that link the vaccine's dimensions of shedding increased in the last month by over 1,330%, according to data provided by Signal Labs, which analyzes social media broadcasts traditional media and online conversations about COVID-19. You can't fact-check someone's personal experience. With Instagram stories, some people share their testimony and the first round of it feels so intimate and immediate, said Jennifer Nielsen, 
a research fellow at Harvard University's Technology and Social Change Project, who studies medical misinformation. It's like I'm telling you my story, talking to my camera, and this story is going to be at the top of your phone for a day. There's an urgency to it, and then people move it to, hi- to a highlight reel where, I can, where it can be saved, rewatched, and added to a collection. The personal, personal testimonials aren't only videos. They are also appearing in text, larger Instagram accounts with tens of thousands of followers, have been posting screenshots of unverified vaccine injury stories, called from direct messages, with names and photos removed to protect the privacy of the senders. The screenshots are added to story highlights and become large collections of personal testimony. When Instagram removes anti-vaccination accounts for violating its rules, the testimonials that were originally said are often saved and moved to blocks, Nielsen said, where social media companies can't move them. Expert advice. Doctors have been repeating for months that the COVID-19 vaccines are safe for pregnant women. Women who are breastfeeding and women who would like to have babies, while the vaccines can trigger mostly mild side effects, (coughs) medical professionals and public health officials have repeatedly debunked the idea that COVID-19 vaccines cause shedding, or that such a thing could negatively affect the fertility or menstrual cycle of a non-vaccinated person. There is currently no evidence that any vaccines, including COVID-19, Vaccines cause fertility problems. Problems trying to get pregnant. According to the Centre for Disease Control and the Prevention's page, about the safety of the vaccines for women's reproductive health. Dr Lucy McBride a practicing internal medicine physician in Washington DC said when people are infected with the virus, whether they have symptoms or not, they do shed the virus. That's how the virus spreads in communities. The vaccine though does not shed. The vaccine is not contagious. There's no biological mechanism mechanism by which a vaccine would, was said. Sharing the stories. The claims have spread mainly through small-time Instagram influencers focused on topics like so-called natural and maternal health. Accounts populated with hazy art-directed portraits and pastoral motivational quotations have been stable homes for COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. The accounts chiefly use Instagram stories, ephemeral content that disappears after 24 hours, 
just uh, compilations of what they claim are first-hand accounts of COVID-19 vaccine injuries. The most popular accounts aren't limited to COVID-19 misinformation. They also spread a hodgepodge of other conspiracy theories about the so-called dangers of 5G to claims that government is poisoning children with chemicals rained down from the sky or put into our toothpaste. The narratives are a challenge for social media platforms. It's impossible to moderate, Salid Karina Kotai, a postdoctoral scholar at the University of Washington Center for an Informed Public, who studies the anti-vaccination movement. But it's imperative that the platforms try. There are multiple ways in which people can promote vaccine hesitancy. It isn't just manipulated science. Kotai said, their symptoms may be real. But unless you are also talking to their physician, making claims about what caused those issues could be misleading. What we know is that even just the implication that issues are being caused by a vaccine can be enough to create doubt. The unverified anecdotes have migrated to Facebook, where groups dedicated to discussing the vaccines in good faith struggle to moderate the flood of posts and comments. We've got tens of thousands of anti-vaxxers who are constantly repeating these points of misinformation, said Robert Bennett, who started and oversees COVID-19 vaccine side effects, a 145,000-member Facebook page, Facebook group, where you can share personal experiences of vaccinations as well as any side effects, good or bad. Bennett's a pipeline worker who spends about five hours a day on the group, said that he was on the fence about the vaccine, about, I'll start there, I'll start that again, about the vaccines, but that he has been swayed by his moderators to get vaccinated, vaccinated when an appointment becomes available in British Columbia, where he lives. He said he has seen quite a bit of the vaccine shedding and menstruation misinformation in his group, which averages about 200, 250 posts a week. According to data from Crowd Tangled, Facebook's social media analysis tool, an overwhelming majority of posts are statuses in the form of personal anecdotes, in the form of personal anecdotes, which the group's moderators have had to heavily monitor in recent weeks to stop them from being hijacked in the comment sections. Moderators are even banning or blocking people from posting legitimate questions that they concern about, Bennett said, because they're afraid that anti-vaxxers might jump on in and start answering it and derail it. Benjamin said in an interview, I get that there are a lot of doctors of doctors saying there's nothing to be concerned about and it's safe. And I've seen just as many doctors saying the opposite. <coughs> and until we have more information, I think it's fair to proceed with caution. She said she has seen a lot of accounts of strange side effects in women. In particular, 
She said that she doesn't plan to be vaccinated and that she would rather avoid people who have been, if she can. Former bride, the doctor in Washington, deep on King fears of people nervous to be vaccinated, vaccinated because of concerns about women's reproductive health, like Benjamin, is a regular part of the job. Every day I, ha- I have somebody messaging me about the vaccine and infertility or periods or fears of getting sick or talking Advil with the, ad- with the vaccine. Doug Bride said it's become a challenge. <coughs> and it has because, you know, with all of this misinformation and listen, if you are not if you are not comfortable in getting a, in getting a vaccine and you have legitimate legitimate concerns then then that's fine that's your that's your decision your choice right i understand but at least right you know do the research you know, look into it. Like, make sure that you are getting the right advice because, and I don't go to social media for this type of advice because, you know, I don't, I go to actual news sources like the BBC, NBC, like the, like the real news platforms. I don't go to social media. final segment <clears throat> the 80 year old victim was strolling near the 14200 block of Acapulco Road in San Leandro about 12 hours south of downtown Oakland Saturday afternoon when two people in hoodies jumped him and swiped his Fitbit in an attack captured on a home security camera the suspects, 11 and 17, were arrested at 1.50pm Pacific PT on Wednesday. Authorities said the younger one was driving a vehicle that had been taken in a carjacking in Oakland on Monday, according to San Diego Police. The boys are also being investigated in connection with other crimes these juveniles may be associated with. Police said in a statement, We are thankful that we were able to capture these juveniles safely and expeditiously. Police Lieutenant Ali Khan said in the statement, It wasn't immediately clear what role, if any, race might have played in the attack. The suspects' races have not been released. Lawyers for the boys and a representative for the Alameda County District Attorney's Office could not be immediately reached for comment. Thursday. The status of the victim is unclear. A recent analysis of hate crime data revealed that revealed that the increase in anti-Asian attacks has remained consistent. The analysis released by Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism at California State University, San Bernardino, found that hate crimes surged 169% when comparing the first quarter of 2021 to the same time period in 2020, 
across 15 major cities. New York City accounted for the largest surge from 13 hate crimes in the first quarter of 2020 to 42 in the same period this year, a 223% jump according to the research. The Senate last month overwhelmingly passed legislation aimed at combating this rise in anti-Asian crimes. And this 80-year-old well, 80-year-old man was Asian, and these two and these two boys, 11 and 17, um, struck him. Um, I couldn't find any. I couldn't find any information on the status of his of his well-being, but. I want to send out well wishes to him and sending thoughts to him and his family during this during this time, and I hope that he is okay, doing okay. I hope that I hope he didn't didn't suffer any severe damage. I, it just beggars belief. Like, like, it just nothing. The the awful thing is, nothing surprises me anymore. I mean, I'm not surprised by it because I know because I know it happens. You know, but. The fact that it still it still is happening is, is more worrying, and I think something needs to happen. But I hope he recovers. I hope he hasn't suffered any any major damage. Um. Again, all of my thoughts go out to his family. I hope he gets well soon. And I hope that these two boys get sentenced. You know, obviously they're minors, so I don't know what the sentencing sentencing will be, but I hope they get punished for what they did. But that will be it for today, this episode. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the weather, wherever you are. And until next time, Have a great weekend, stay safe, take care. I wonder if God got a plan for everyone I wonder if I could take a second run Cause I carry on getting sad and getting stuck What I wouldn't give for a life that doesn't suck I'm a moving target 